Welcome back to the Rewind That Tape podcast. This is your host, Mr. Stromboli. I'm Dr. Cash. And I'm Jay Probs. And today we're going to be going through our Super Bowl preview episode. The Super Bowl is just a few days away, and now we are going to go through some important small storylines that we saw about the Super Bowl. I mean, we already had a broader episode that we put out uh, a couple of days ago. So now we're just going to come into like the smaller storylines, starting off with Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell making the Super Bowl, finding their Mm -hmm. way there. They don't have big roles on the team. Yeah, they just made their way to the Super Bowl. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but the way I feel about them is close to the way I feel about KD in the NBA, but do you guys think it's that big of a magnitude? I don't think so because when they both left um, Pittsburgh, it was um, they were both at the top of their position respectively. I mean, they were both arguably the best receiver and running back. And when they left um, Antonio Brown, you know, we all know about his drama and his whole debacle. So now on the Buccaneers, I think. He's their number three, if not number four, receiver. And I think that's just such a tiny, tiny scale, as well as Le'Veon Bell, who's their third or yeah. second running back. And I think you look at KD, and he he basically is one of the best players when he went to the Warriors. And Brown and Bell are are nowhere near that um, this season. I mean, yeah. W- this- would you say Would you say if they were number one at their position and and they were making an impact, would you think it would cause a little bit more stir in the NFL? Yeah, for sure. I mean, let me let me just give you some statistic. Like Antonio Brown has only caught four touchdowns this season. Le'Veon Bell, even worse, two touchdowns. And I think yeah, that just shows you the kind of low impact player that they are. I think at this point in their career, there's trying to get a chip at the really yeah and i think it shows that they're like kind of on the decline from what they were when they were part of the steelers Mm -hmm. i mean i'm gonna give it over to cash here but like i I still think it makes a really interesting point when you have a player like kd who moved and we already know the debacle that that caused in the nba and we've talked about it before but both of these guys just found their way onto a super bowl team where they had no business being there. Like, I don't, I mean, I'm going to give it a cash here. Do you think either one of these players is going to have an impact on the game on Sunday? Um, It's hard to see them having a huge impact, especially knowing that both teams have a better, better skill set at that position. Yeah. I think if there was, if there was a player to have an impact, it would be Antonio Brown mm-hmm. just because um, of the, presence and the speed he possesses so you know if it's a jet sweep or some kind of trick play that he'd be involved that would just be something where he can make an impact but yeah just um just crazy way these two have found their way back to Super Bowl not being in Pittsburgh it'll be interesting and one of them's going to end up with the ring but mm-hmm. I, I'd say definitely Bell's had the more disappointing season and let's remember Antonio Brown he might have just had four touchdowns but Man. he didn't even play half the season so I think definitely yeah. Brown. I mean, he's he's not going to have a bigger role, but um, yeah, they found they wanted to get to a contender, and they both did. Yeah, I think Le'Veon Bell yeah. is just so down there on the depth chart. I mean, he he's going to come out of the backfield, of course. He's the one of the better still um, receiving backs, but I think Antonio Brown, he still possesses that speed um, that makes him so dangerous, and I think um, 
coming off the edge and or the edge what no coming um when teams are focused on Chris Godwin and Mike Evans yeah, I think on Antonio, the outside yeah for sure and I think Antonio Brown's just gonna he's gonna be something that the Chiefs are gonna have to pay attention to because he can blow the play up at any second he could go for a touchdown I think he's still that dangerous yeah and I think it brings an interesting point to kind of talk about that type mm-hmm. of magnitude and also with the chiefs they they don't run the ball as often as most nfl teams exactly. do most of the good nfl teams they pound the rock a lot and the chiefs are just able to to kind of stay off of that making it easy for them really to to not have to use him even though that i think he, he still has i think the thing with bell is he still has a lot left in his tank he's 28 and now he's yeah and now he's not unable to use it with what they have going on in kc and I think it's the same thing kind of with Brown. I mean, I think both of them, they're both young. They're, I mean, mm-hmm. they're not young, but they're, they're not I mean, they old. are young. Yeah, they're not. Yeah, they're, they're not old in the NFL. There's plenty of players that are still playing that are much older than them. And we would consider them, them to be have, in the at this point. Yeah, exactly. And I, I think prime. it brings, yeah. And, and, and now we have to look at it like that when really Brown, Brady likes Brown and Le'Veon Bell is a good running back who's just not getting used in KC. I think that brings an interesting point to that whole thing. And quite honestly, I don't see either one of these guys eclipsing like 50 yards in their game. I see maybe Antonio Brown having a reception here or there, but they don't even need him to win games. They proved that already. Mm-hmm. So but I think, yeah, I go, think go if, if they're playing against a team like the Chiefs, you, you want to have as many weapons possible. And I think... Antonio Brown is just going to make a huge difference as that third weapon um, on the receiving core. Yeah, and I think it's important to add that they're, they're going to have to do that with what KC has on defense. And it's the same thing on the Chiefs side. You're going to have to find ways to to try to trick the Bucks defense because both defenses, while I'd say the Bucks are playing at a higher level currently, both defenses are capable of making like those plays. I mean, yeah, and I, think- I, I, I would say. Yeah, and I think Le'Veon Bell coming out of the back backfield that just adds a whole another element to KC's yeah. defense. Yeah, exactly. I, I I think it's interesting to see now that we're looking at it like these guys were not a, a few years ago. These guys were top of the NFL players. They were top of your fantasy draft. You wanted them on exactly, your fantasy exactly. Team, period. And and the Steelers were the team to beat. And mm. I know the Patriots are always there, but like the Steelers were always. I guess the Seawers were always dangerous is what I mean to say. Like yeah. the Patriots were always at the top of the division just because they are the Patriots. They they had that dynasty brewing for a long time. But the Steelers were always a dangerous team where you didn't really know what you were going to get, but you knew that you were going to get something good, right? Exactly, yes. Yeah, so I think that that's what's interesting about this whole thing is, is this is the, a depleted team that's found their way into a chance to get a Super Bowl ring, which should be interesting considering the amount of work that they've done this year. It's it's quite interesting to look at it from that perspective. Mm-hmm. We're going to go ahead and move into our next segment, which will compare the Cheetah, the fastest receiver, or we don't know if arguably, he's the fastest receiver arguably. in the NFL, arguably the fastest receiver in the NFL, Tyreek Hill, taking on Scotty Miller. These two kind of were going jabbing at each other on social media and i think it's interesting that players will just go after tyree kill 
even though Tyreek Hill is mm-hmm. undisputed. I mean, and, and I don't know if anybody disagrees. I'll go. You guys give your opinions, but he is the fastest receiver in the NFL. And I mean, obviously, someone disagrees. Yeah, and and that's why we have what what's happening with Scotty Miller, like players just saying that they can beat uh, Tyreek Hill in a race and. I don't know. I just don't agree with that, but I'm going to, you guys go ahead and give your opinions on this. Yeah. At the end of the day, this is just a fun debate because it's not going to determine a winner or the loser of the game. Um, yeah. I, I just, I would like to see it. I mean, Scotty Miller, he's not too shabby at all. He's a quick guy. And um, Tyreek Hill has gotten that, um, what's it called? Like that reputation as the fastest guy in the league. But I think. Yeah. I think he, him and Scotty, they could, I mean, I think it would be entertaining to watch. I still think um, Tyreek would be a bit faster, but I mean, there's so many fast guys in the entire league. Like, Yeah, it's, you it's see hard. this being a close race, though, bottom line. Exactly, and I think, yeah. I think there could be someone else faster there in the league because there's just so many speeds there, like Henry Ruggs, you have Will Fuller, and that's just a couple that I know off the top of my head. So, yeah, I think... I think speed is an important part in the NFL, and I think that's why there's so many speedsters in the NFL. Yeah, Cash, what are your thoughts? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think that it's it's um, definitely a fun debate, but a debate that definitely is determined by not just skill, but speed here but and I think Tyreek Hill wins in both categories we saw Scotty Miller use his speed and for that game-winning catch entering halftime against Green Bay and yeah that was all that was that was actually came clutch at the when you look at the whole game but I don't think he comes nearly as close as we all expect to Tyreek Hill I mean Hill's just different and I mean you you could say that about Scotty Miller but at the end of the day the uh, Miller has had no playing time virtually because he's um on the bench because of these three superstars that he is in front of him. Yeah, but that doesn't have to do with any of his uh ability to run or his speed. Well, I mean, just like talking about skill and and stuff like that. I think Scotty Miller, I mean, he's un- he's unproven and I think he could prove that either on the um Bucks or on a different team. Yeah, I yeah, don't I think it's yeah, I don't think he's gonna get ever get to a position Tyreek Hill is at being a number one receiver. Yeah, I can't see that. I mean, you never know. Like these speedster guys, like um just one example, like Will Fuller, he's number two to DeAndre the entire of his career. And now he he played pretty solid as a number one, I'd like to say. And so sure Scotty's not that tall, but I mean, if he's fast enough and he's if he's shifty enough like Tyreek is then I, th- I think for sure he could be a number one option on a team. And, yeah, I, I have a confidence in Miller for sure. Yeah, I, th- I think Miller yeah, is also one of I those think guys that, that you, have to, you have to have repetition to kind of see results. I mean, I'm going to throw it back to Cash. What do, you, what do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know because uh, when we look at Will Fuller, he's more of a taller built receiver. And I don't think he's really – he's around the same time as Tyreek Hill, but um, just not just not the same kind of athletic speed that we get from Tyreek Hill, like cheetah speed kind of a guy. Like Fuller's more of a 
taller guy. Cause, so I don't think you can really compare Scotty Miller yeah. to him. Because and, and the other thing is, Will Fuller was a higher recruit um, coming out of college. Like, it's not like he was like Prospect. an under. Right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Jack Project. So, I mean, Scotty Miller's solid, but not going to get anywhere towards those two. Yeah, I, th- I think it's, like I said just a few moments ago, I think the thing with Scotty Miller is we haven't seen enough volume from him as a whole. Like, Tyreek Hill, we know he's going to be a good receiver because we've seen him play over and over and over again. And at that point, it's just like, you know, he's going to go under balls and catch them. And, you know, his quarterback has a good arm. And we see the same thing with Tom Brady. He's a great quarterback. The GOAT, in my eyes, especially with the win here, I think he solidifies that argument. But it just brings up to the point that Prubs was saying earlier that we don't get to see Scotty Miller because of everybody that's surrounding him. And that's not that it's like it's not like it's bad, but it's to the point that Prubs was making. I mean, you can't really expect much from him because we don't see much from him. Yeah, I mean, we don't see much from him. So, I mean, he's an unexpected variable, right? But um, let me just give you guys some stats. Um, Tyree Kill ran his 40 yard in 4.29 seconds, which is really fast. And then you have Scotty yeah. Miller, 4.39, which is the same time as Julio Jones. So, I mean, yeah, yeah that's not that. That's kind of breaks the argument for me, at least. Uh, for my argument, but um, I I still think he has speed, and sure he might not be the biggest or the tallest, but I think I think he has potential. I'm I'm high on this guy, but um, yeah, I I could be completely wrong. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, I think it's interesting to see what the Bucks do uh, in the offseason, win or loss. I don't think you can keep all four of those receivers grounded. I I just don't think it would be right to keep them mm-hmm. all. Try to keep them all when they have so much potential. And we already see we we've seen it. We I agree. I think Scotty Miller is one of those guys where you can see him ha- potentially having a great career. But I also agree to Cash's point where I don't think he'll ever be the number one. I think he's going to be more that number two. Like I don't. I think a good example would be Edelman. We didn't mm-hmm. really expect him to be a number one to when he started his career in New England with so many guys around him. And uh, the last year to, before Tom Brady left. Everybody else kind of just emerged away, yeah. leaving him leaving him with most of the targets. And the Patriots still ran the ball a lot in that final year. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that that to me is, is where things start to go south for Scotty Miller. I'm going to give it to Prubs here for any last thoughts. Yeah, I think um, on your note, I think um, this year is the last year Chris Godwin staying with the Bucks, And I think yeah. Antonio Brown might be leaving as well, I think. He's looking for position to be more in the spotlight. So I think next year is going to be Scotty's time. I think we can either see if he emerges as a Tyreek Hill or if he drops and is just a speed receiver. Yeah, it should be interesting to kind of watch what what unfolds because that Bucks offseason should be really mm-hmm. explosive, even if they're able to hold on to players, even if they win. Yeah. So. And I was hinting at Godwin's uh, departure earlier, but I'm glad we kind of brought it up to kind of solidify what we've been talking about. We're going to go ahead and move into our next segment, which features a quick stat, just a kind of reaction segment here. Uh, 
Did you guys know that on this day, Travis Kelsey is 31 years old and Rob Gronkowski is 31 years old? It wasn't anybody's birthday today or anything, but these guys are the same age heading into the Super Bowl. And I don't know about you guys, but to me, Gronk is an old man. Like, I did not expect this at all. Travis Kelsey seems like he's on the same line as Patrick Mahomes, like super duper young. And this guy hangs out with a 31 year old hangs out with a young 20 year old or in the twenties and Patrick Mahomes. And you have Gronk over here hanging out with 40 year old Tom Brady. I mean, the, mm-hmm. talk about a, a significant increase. Cause I did not see Gronk being that young or Travis Kelsey being that old. Yeah. I mean, Travis Kelsey, like he's just running around the field. Right. And then you have Gronk and he's, when I watch him play, he's basically there's two things that the um Bucks have him do: block for the run, and post up basically in the end zone. Yeah, to get a in touchdown. the end zone. Yeah, he does not seem like he has mobility at all. And then you have Travis Kelsey, and he's running like crossing routes deep. Yeah, um, he hits people. He gets yeah, he gets in people's face. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he 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 speeds by these linebackers, and I'm like what same age there's like you cannot tell by the way that they move yeah for sure they, they look like two different people because i know mm-hmm. if i challenge my dad to a race it, it's a whole different story from when i challenge like when i challenge my little brother or something because yeah it's it's like that and, and it really looks like that on the football field and i mean no disrespect to gronk when i say that but you know it you know mm-hmm. when you're going up against Gronk, it's not going to be as big of a deal when you're going up against Travis Kelsey because Gronk's there to just posterize you, and Travis Kelsey's there to blow by you and break your ankles. Mm-hmm. Right. It's. I think a lot of people think of the order that Rob Gronkowski would be ordered just because he's been with Tom Brady for so long, and Tom Brady's much older. So I think mm-hmm. that's just a misconception there. But, yeah, definitely with the mobility part, yeah, Gronkowski's one of the – more chunkier blocking tight ends kind of yeah, running exactly. while Kelsey's more mobile. And that's what makes them both um, stand out. Mm-hmm, yeah, Cash exactly. with a nice way of calling Gronkowski a bigger tight end. Chunky. <laughs> uh, that's something new I, we haven't heard in a while here. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah Gronk, I mean, I don't know, man. I, I don't know even know how he, they got him out of retirement this year mm-hmm. to even play. I, th- I With the whole thing that we saw – uh, in the past with him saying like football hurt him and he he wanted to get out of there and all of a sudden he's back he's happy same old gronk i mean the tom brady effect baby yeah man it's like a whole different thing going on in tampa bay like you literally take a team you already take a good team you put a quarterback in and you already they already look mm-hmm. like a good team there's instagram posts everywhere then you add in an ex all pro receiver and Antonio Brown and that yeah. like an older one, uh, an all pro tight end, Rob Gronkowski. You add Levy, uh, excuse me, LaShawn McCoy. Right. Yeah. And, and this team looks even better. I think Leonard was Leonard Fournette this year or the year yep. before this year. he was this year. Yeah. And then you add another all, all pro running back or pro bowl running back in Leonard Fournette, which I mean, how? Like, I don't even know how they're paying all these guys, yet alone keeping like all of them. They're on, like, minimum salary. Yeah, everybody's on, like, let's win the Super Bowl and let's go home kind of thing because all these guys are 
close. It's like the old versus the young in this uh, in this Super Bowl coming mm-hmm. up. Because I I would I I think it's fair to say that we have arguably the number one receiver in Tyreek Hill, arguably the number one tight end, and arguably the number one Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, arguably the, the number one quarterback, and then and the yeah, goal. and Andy Reid, and then we have the goat on the other side. Uh arguably one of the top tight ends in the league mm-hmm. in the end zone. I think he's the best. I think he's one of the best red zone threats. I wouldn't say he's one of the top anymore. Yeah. And then you have, you have arguably the best receivers in the game right now. And, and a great, and a backfield that's, that's doing well enough with a good old line and a great defense. I mean, it's the old versus the young. Cause all those guys on that offense that we just named people that just signed over the off season, they could go into the end of this year and retire, and nobody mm-hmm. would be surprised. And that's what mm-hmm. I mean when I'm saying the old versus the young. I think that in itself is just mind blowing. Yeah, and I think um, one more point for you guys. Uh, there's a random statistic to go along with this. Um, if Lashawn McCoy doesn't play, then he would have won um, two Super Bowls this year and last year, and he would not have been playing in either one. So last year he was with the Chiefs, but he was injured. And this year he's with the Buccaneers. And if he doesn't play, then he'll he'll get two rings, but he won't be playing in the game, which I think is kind of ironic. But, uh, hey, you got to do what you got to do, right? Yeah, I mean, that's that's uh, yeah, that, that, that's kind of crazy to think about. And I know the whole thing is, uh, is kind of just here and there and with mm-hmm. the whole Tom Brady situation. But I think it's safe to say, that, like Prub said just earlier, that's the Tom Brady effect, right? It yeah. has to be. I mean, there's no other answers for it. And I think when you look at that, it's just like, how? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And I think just play, you want to play with the GOAT, right? I mean, that's just like everyone's a dream. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's all about it. It is about getting a ring because it makes it that much better that you played in the league and got a ring. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what we see a lot in the NBA as well. Is is guys are going ring hunting, but these are NBA, NFL players that we're seeing here. Yep. That, that I think this is a different story, and I want to make sure that everybody knows that these guys in the NFL mm-hmm. they played their careers with the teams that that bring them on. They tried yeah. to win with those teams that brought them on and made them the star that they are. And now they might be a team of the past, but mm-hmm. or a player of the past, excuse me. But they did try with the team that they already had. And I think that's a huge difference in the NFL and NBA is these guys are these guys have to play. They will play and they'll try their hardest because they think they can. They know they can. Mm-hmm. And then on the other side, I think when you look at more of the NBA, it's like, if I don't feel like I'm, I mean, we saw in the Harden situation and the man's mm-hmm. happy, the man's well, happy. So I'm happy, but, but the city of Houston cannot be happy. Yeah. And I think, I think, I don't know about Harden. Cause like you said, he, he actually, he gave a lot to this city. I mean, yeah, you like I, it or I, mean, not. I agree. I, 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 before you go, I, I'm just saying my point is in the NFL, you're not going to see a, I'm not happy, and then the team's gonna exactly, trade them exactly, within within exactly. a week. Yeah, unless you're until unless you're AB. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. uh, AB's a very unique player. Yeah, and I think, um, <laughs> I think, uh, like Harden. I mean, he's. I don't want to go off track that much, but um, just he he gave a lot to the organization. So I think, um, yeah, he he stayed there for a while. I mean. 
that was his team, and he he gave a lot. Maybe not a lot during the playoffs, but enough to make this team believe every year in and year out. And I think, I think, I'd say I'm decently happy to um, see him go to Brooklyn. I don't know if I'm happy to see him make a championship. Maybe just be happy um, this year, but then um, tank so we get some pretty good picks. But yeah, um, yeah, I think I think his I'm, time in Houston I'm, was um, good, and I think. Yeah, yeah, I'm happy for him. I'm 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 happy to see him happy. Exactly. And I think I think that's the biggest point that a lot of teams aren't aren't looking mm-hmm. at. But the like for example, the, the whole KD thing where he's just switching back and forth. I mean, I know he got his ring, I know he got his stuff, but still that that mm-hmm. stuff makes me more mad. The the whole Kyrie thing where I don't I don't think he really helped those young kids in Brooklyn. I think he helped them exactly. some point, but I don't I don't think he helped them enough. Stuff like that. I mean, but that's that, that's the business side of sports that we don't get to see. And I think that's what's so beautiful about what we see here in the NFL. So that that's just something that I guess everybody kind of thinks about is, yeah. is, is what we're seeing. I mean, the old versus young here. So I know we already did some predictions uh, in our one of our previous episodes. But if you've mm-hmm. changed your mind at all, this is this is the moment to say it right here. I. I don't remember exactly what my score prediction was. I'm sticking for me. I'm sticking with my pick. I'm going to be picking the Bucks. I'm. I just don't want to bet against the greatest of all time. I mean, he he's he's clutching the Super Bowls, and I look. I think Patrick Mahomes is a great player. I don't like mm-hmm. him as much as most people do, but that's an argument for another time. I'm going with Tom Brady, and I'm picking the Bucks to win by ten, which is actually I think what I said last time. I'm going to go thirty-four twenty-four. Yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure last time I picked the Chiefs, and I'm I'm gonna stay with that. I mean, can't pick against the young goat, right? Just just like you said. I think one thing I think Tyree Kill he m- might not have a three forty three four touch four three touchdowns. I'm not sure, but um, I think he's gonna go yeah. for like one fifty, maybe two touchdowns, and they're gonna win by mm-hmm. um by seven by a touchdown. I think Casey comes out with the dub back to back champs. I'm gonna go with the. Uh, I'm gonna stay with my pick as well. Go with Tampa Bay because one, they're at home. Besides, uh, everyone's with them. Home, <laughs> home crowd. Yeah. So, um, and they have weapons, and everyone on that team who's been there for the last three to seven seasons has been full of misery, and they're finally getting their golden chance. And I think they will all take advantage of that. And also, I think the Bucks have the defensive advantage too. So. I'll go with the Bucks. Mm-hmm. I'll go my score thirty-seven to twenty-four. Dang, exact score is nice. Thirteen. Yeah, wow. Well, well, cash is yeah thirteen points. I'm going with ten, and then Probs is going the other way with seven. So this should be interesting. I think the game comes close. I I just have it going one way. I just think that's how it ends out. But I I think majority of people will have this game coming down to the wire it should be interesting fun one to mm-hmm. watch for sure but i think i think that tampa bay crowd is is gonna be mostly tampa bay as much as the Thanks, nfl yeah. is gonna try to give tickets to kind of everybody yeah, i i mean what are you gonna do you can't do anything about that i mean they deserve that home exactly. crowd, which is kind of it's kind of what's gonna happen i mean i think that's the biggest thing is there anything any stat line you had to add before we wrap this episode up i'm gonna go ahead and say antonio brown ends with three receptions in this game three mm. receptions 
Interesting. Yeah, and um, just so you guys know, on Monday, uh, we'll, we'll actually come back and check these predictions, see what we got right, um, rewatch the episode and see if we got it wrong, if we got it right. Um, yeah, but uh, one prediction. Hmm, let's see. Well, I already gave you my Tyreek Hill prediction, so I'll, I'll stay with that. Um, Let's say like 100 to 150 yards and two touchdowns. That's my Tyreek Hill prediction. Cash, you have any predictions? Uh, I think Mike Evans goes for 10 receptions, 115 yards, no touchdowns. I think Godwin gets two touchdowns mm-hmm. and Gronk. I think Godwin gets two touchdowns, Gronk gets one, and Fournette gets one. Wow. Yeah, certainly should be interesting. Everybody mm-hmm. make sure to tune in to watch the Super Bowl that is coming up this weekend on Super Bowl Sunday, February 7th, and will be playing on CBS. So make sure you guys go check that game out. Um, tell us what your predictions are. Hit us up on our Instagram, Twitter, Bleacher Report, our halftime, any of our social medias. We are there to interact with you guys. Make sure you check out our website at rewindthattape.com. And uh, DM us or talk to us if you want any episode ideas or any article ideas. We are certainly willing to do that as well. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode, and we'll see you guys on the next one. Peace.